Welcome to the Wealth with Purpose podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Catching up with Alex Cook from Wealth with Purpose. Great news that Alex is back. Good morning, Alex. How are you? I'm very well, Ross. Great to be back with you. It's always fun having these conversations about money. <laughs> yes, exa- exactly right. Well, it's important and uh, no more important than uh, marriage and uh, money. It is something that comes up uh, a lot. It is a cause of friction, but it doesn't need to be. And uh, you've got some wonderful mm. advice uh, coming up in regard to uh, marriage and money and something else, which we'll talk about a little later as well, something very, very special that that you'll want to get yourself along to. But uh, marriage and money, what are some common problems that couples experience? Yeah, well, look, certainly at the moment, you know, people are under a lot of pressure. And so the big ones couples face are usually around debt and probably taking too much debt. So, you know, we've had this sort of unusual period over the last, you know, 10 years where mm. interest rates came down to unbelievable lows, you know, yeah, it's hard to believe you get a home loan for under 2%. And the, the flip side of that, so on one hand, you say, oh, that's great, you know, cheap money. But the flip side of that is people took on huge debts. Mm. And then last year, the Reserve Bank sort of surprised everyone and put up rates at the fastest uh, pace ever uh, with rates, you know, cash rate rising over 3%. So now mm. people are sitting on much, much higher interest rates. And of course, that impacts the uh, the family cash flow. Yeah. So I think excessive debt's probably one of the biggies. Uh, and sort of associated with that is insufficient emergency funds. Mm. Um, you know, people don't have enough money for a rainy day. You know, maybe their business slows down. Maybe they lose a job. Maybe there's a health issue that comes along. And those things, in one sense, you might say they're unexpected, but the reality is, we should always expect some degree of unexpected life events, mm, you know, yeah. car breaking down and things like that. There's always unexpected things. Yeah. And of course, that throws the family into turmoil and, and people often then throw all their expenses on credit cards and actually turn an emergency into something worse than it mm. needed to be. So they're, they're two of the biggies. And, and I think at a relational level, one of the things couples struggle with is a difference in perspective about what's a need versus a want, you know. I'll use myself as an example. I'll dob myself in here. You know, I'm a bit of a sucker for <laughs> for technology, you know, like the old iPad and the iPhone and all those kind of things. And and uh, you know, I would say they're in need. <laughs> my, my my wife might differ. <laughs> she might say, "Oh, that's really more of a want." <laughs> and so you can see, and then likewise, vice versa. You know, my wife, she may have particular things that I would say, "Oh, do you really need to spend that money?" And I find my wife—I tend to spend on myself, <laughs> really dobbing myself in here. And uh, whereas my wife's really good at spending on the kids, and you know, so I think she very diplomatic, that. Alex. Very it. diplomatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so of course these things can, you know, if they're depending on one situation, and if money's tight, they can mm. cause obviously. Uh, conflict and, and problems to arise. So they're, they're probably what the ones I'd call the obvious ones. Yeah. There are a couple of ones that are less obvious, but they're still really surprisingly common. One, one I've seen over the years is couples hiding money from each other. So okay. one will have a, a spare account that the other one doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've seen a bit of that kind of thing. 
um, I've seen, and probably another fairly common one is one part, you know, one of the partners is a big spender and the other is more a, a saver. Yeah. And so you get that conflict between the saver and the spender. Mm. So I think they're the, the common sort of problems. They're, and they're all, they're all solvable, as in they're all, uh, you can deal with them. I mean, hiding money is one I would never suggest to anyone to yeah. ever do because that can cause trust breakdowns. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. for the most part, most of these things are very um, easy to, to resolve just with a bit of practical management. Oh, that's that's great, and that's right. You can see how easily it uh, it may arise, but uh, but uh, with a bit of advice, a bit of help there, uh, it is certainly uh, able to be overcome. Alex, with marriages under pressure financially, is there a biblical model that we can turn to? The good news is there absolutely is, and uh, so look, I'll probably share, I guess, what I would see is the the biblical intent around marriage. You know, the Bible uses that expression of two becoming one flesh. Mm. So when we hear that, we kind of think of that more in a physical sense. Um, But, you know, reality is it's a spiritual thing, but it's also a very practical thing Mm. when we allow it from a a financial perspective. So to me, what it means is couples need to be interdependent. So dependent on each other and dependent on God. Now, our society is almost the opposite now. It says, you know, uh, both couple, both partners should be completely independent and you know do their own thing, and it's the way the world works. But it's very impractical. We need mm-hmm. to have that interdependence on each other, um, and also we need to treat resources as shared resources. These are the family resources that God's provided for us, uh, and we're called to steward those uh, mm-hmm. together. You know, we both have a an accountability, if you like, to God for managing that money well together, you know, because we've got to achieve not only just the provision of our own family's needs, yeah. but also, um, you know, follow the biblical mandates, exactly. you know, helping those in yeah. need, funding kingdom activities. So we've got to do that together and have that shared uh, resources uh, perspective. And it's sort of associated with that is shared goals and mm. visions. So to me, you have all your sort of typical practical ones. You know, I want to pay off my debt. I want to, uh, I want to make sure that we start saving. I want to make sure that the family's insured. So you want to have all those shared sort of goals that mm. we, we, because goals really help you. They do a few things. One is they bring you together because you're, you're forced to discuss it and have an alignment. Uh, but they also set you on a path. If you don't have any goals, then you, you won't really have a, a directional path that you're going to go down. So that's where goals uh, come in really handy. Mm. And then, of course, the shared responsibility uh, that comes with managing money. I think what I find with couples is typically what happens is one is the one that's more responsible for the money. You know, one's the one that pays the bills, Mm. does all that kind of thing. And so often they end up wearing the burden of it. And whilst clearly, practically, only one of you is going to probably be the administrator, the reality is it's a shared responsibility. In other words, we can't say, oh, you know, my, 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 my spouse does, you know, they, they do the investing, they do this, they do that. No, actually, we've got to come together and address some issues together. That's really uh, important. Um, so that's a really, I think, God's intention with marriage and therefore by default with money is it actually should bring you closer you know, should bring unity and mm. it should bring balance as well because the reality is uh, men and women are different despite what our society seems to say <laughs> these days. Mm. And by, by putting us together, actually God's bringing balance, you know, making helping us to make much more sensible uh, decisions by the two of us being together. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, and I think the other intent is to love and serve one another. So when we think about the money, rather than just thinking it from a, 
uh, selfish point of view, it's my money kind of thing. Mm. Actually, how do we love and serve each other and others with the money that God's given us? So that biblical model, that biblical perspective is, in my view, quite different mm. and really, uh, you know, refreshing and, and effective. It works. Yeah. So it's a good challenge. Bring us home with a Bible verse that uh, reflects that one, Alex. Ooh, well, there's a good one in Ephesians chapter 5, you know, where it talks about um, our love for our... Um, in fact, let me, let me even look it up for you <laughs> from Ephesians chapter 5. And, uh, you know, verse 31 and 32, it says, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So there's this real uh, sense of unity, of coming together, both, you know, obviously physically, spiritually, and I would obviously argue financially, uh, and that in that interaction, we are called, particularly myself as a husband, I am called to love my wife in the way that I love myself. In other words, I've got to, I've got to be willing to, to give up things for myself and be willing to sacrifice on her behalf. You know, it's a, it's, it's a real challenge because most of us in naturally, are, I think, are naturally selfish, but this is calling us to actually, you know, to live differently, uh, to be united and come together as one and make wise and sensible decisions out of love for each other. You do some great talks on marriage and money, and you will be getting up close and personal with our listeners. Uh, and you've got the, well, the opportunity to get up close and personal with our listeners in the not too distant future. Can you tell us about uh, the event that uh, you'll be uh, well part hosting teaming up with the uh, focus on the family and at 96.3 yeah look no we're, we're super excited because we're, we're partnering with you guys and uh, as you say we focus on the family um, to really bless couples in this area that I think most couples struggle with at some point or another so Marriage, let's be honest, it's, it's one of the most rewarding, mm-hmm. but it's also the most challenging yes. uh, relationship you'll have. And, and of course, that's just in general, let alone when you add money into the mix. Mm. And so what we're doing with this event is Brett and Kate, Ryan, who I'm sure many listeners uh, know well, um, they're going to be talking about relationships and, 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 how, and the conflicts that arise and how you deal with and address those issues so the more relational side of it. And then I'll be speaking more into the money side of it Mm. and particularly sharing what I would call, if you like, the building blocks. Um, So I think uh, money, if you like, should be kept simple. You know, we often Mm. complicate it, but I'm going to be talking about uh, money in the terms of building blocks and making sure you have certain key building blocks in place. And that way your marriage is going to be a lot more um, stable, if you like. You're building your, your finances on a mm. solid foundation. And that, of course, hopefully minimizes the conflict anyway. Yes. But then, of course, Brett, Brett and uh, Kate, they're going to be talking about, well, how do you deal with that anyway? Because, you know, look, conflict is inevitable at some point. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's <laughs> totally dodged that bullet. Um, but so, so, look, it's about really just learning great skills that are based on biblical wisdom and stuff that you can apply. Like we want it to be real. Know, really tangible, really useful things that you can go away and apply in your life straight away, and so that's what the events can be about. Um, 
people can check it out. I think probably on your website, but yeah, also yeah. there's an, another one, marriageandmoney.com.au, but 96.3, I think you guys have got it on your yeah, definitely home got page a link, as well. link through there as well. So plenty of ways to uh, to find out there, 96.3.com.au. Uh, now the Geelong leg of this will be at uh, One Hope Baptist Church, which is Province Boulevard in Highton, on uh, the 1st of March, 7.30pm. So uh, looking, forward to, uh, looking forward to catching up with you uh, there, Alex, but I'm sure our listeners will be much the same chance to get up close and personal and I'm sure there'll be a good opportunity for some questions in amongst that as well Alex uh, if our listeners right now want to uh, have a have a look at uh, some of the stuff on your wealth with purpose website can you uh, give us that information yeah look tell people to jump on wealthwithpurpose.com there's uh, truckloads of free resources there whether it's ebooks and just our blogs, audio, a whole range of things, really just designed uh, to, to give you that biblical wisdom with the practical application uh, so that you can uh, steward your finance as well, get on track, get ahead, and you know, glorify God with what you have. I mean, well said, Alex. Thanks for your time today. Looking forward to uh, continuing to uh, to catch up with you and uh, talk marriage and money. And of course, first uh, of March, it'll come round quickly. So uh, get online and grab those details and uh, get yourself along. It should be a, a terrific event. Fantastic. Thanks for tuning into the Wealth with Purpose podcast. For more great biblical wisdom and free resources please visit www.wealthwithpurpose.com.